We got a rumor roundup today for the Arizona Coyotes. Some rumor news that come that came out earlier this morning. We'll tackle that. Does it have any weight to it? Plus, we'll talk about other Arizona Coyotes news all on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Robin Leonio, Carl Pavlik right beside me on this wonderful uh, Thursday, December 2nd. Hope you guys are all doing well. I'm doing pretty decent for myself. Um, at least until I woke up this morning to a rumor that uh, decided to get posted this morning. Um, and it just seemed like media organizations just had to get bored and just start and decided to start some shit. Um, Carl, this was really annoying. Forbes magazine decided to be like, hey, Let's go pick on the Coyotes today. Yeah, I mean, let, let's let's do some names uh, for people. Um, it looks like it was Eric Marcamella. Uh, apologies if I mispronounced your name, Eric. Uh, tweeting out, as per my Forbes colleague, Mike Ozarian, uh, the Arizona Coyotes are, quote, for sale again with idea of buyer eventually moving team to a new arena in Houston. Uh, I believe Greg Wyshynski tweeted out that um, the source for Mike was a unnamed banker, which seems weird. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, just another rumor came up uh, and the Coyotes were quick to respond through Craig Morgan saying that there is no truth to it. Uh, let me get the exact quote for that, too, because I thought it was kind of funny. Here, I uh, got it right is... here. Okay, so, go. Craig Morgan tweeted out saying, statement from the Coyotes, this is false, totally false. We are not selling. We are not moving. The Coyotes are 100% committed to playing in Arizona. Yeah, which uh, let, let's play devil's advocate for, for the people who want that. Um, if no matter what, that's the statement they make. Even if they were playing and moving, they're going to deny it. That's what NHL franchises do when they're getting prepared to relocate. They deny it. Um, but honestly, like looking at everything that's happened, it doesn't seem like a smart move. Like if the Coyotes were planning on leaving this upcoming year, uh, which is the only way that timeline makes sense, uh, is if they're moving after this season, I don't necessarily think they would start a rebuild. Uh, because you could just kind of like coast still that line, the lineup that they had. And, and one of the reasons why I wasn't sure that rebuild was necessary could have at least competed. You probably would have had more fans in the stands um, if they had a competitive team and make a little bit more money this year um, and maybe boost the, the sales next year. I don't know, but, but yeah. And, and with legalized sports betting in Arizona, that's another big factor. Like, why would you leave this market when Especially you're able since to you can get a You can get a major betting partner. I think the Coyotes still don't have a betting partner. Uh, not that I know of. Um, I had a friend who was asking about like betting in the arena. Um, like actually like getting tickets and stuff like old school style. Don't have that. Um, cause I, cause I know that, um, 
what is it? Footprint Center and Chase Field both have a, a DraftKings sports book inside yeah. the stadiums. So and you you think a guy like Morello, who has like ties a background to <laughs> ties to casinos, yeah. Like that should be something that he should be able to do. So it leads me to believe that they're just kind of like working out the the deals on that um, because I, I got to imagine like sports betting is going to be a major profit center for the coyotes. Um, it's prop. My, my guess is they're probably figuring out where they're playing next year first. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot kind of going on with the team right now, um, which also kind of says like, you know, if things go like massively wrong in the next coming months, then who knows what could happen? Like um, we already saw kind of, details with the sky harbor airport having some potential issues with the construction site uh okay responded like no it's not a problem we're gonna be able to do everything like this uh we understand that they're just being kind of cautious but in doing what they need to do but we're doing our due diligence uh that to me like speaks to a team that wants to stay here that's focused on it but if say like a board review goes completely wrong, they completely reject the arena proposal, then, you know, coyotes may move, but that's we're a bit a little bit premature for something like that. Yeah. Especially when, like you were saying, you were talking um because of that, you know, because of the arena. Um like why why start the rumor when the proposal is still up in the air? Like, yeah. It, especially like I, I get it. Like you need to do something to address it because otherwise like Glendale kicking you out of the arena is just going to be like, look horrible. So you need to have like a plan in place, but I don't think building a new arena is that plan when you could just have easily been like, yeah, we're, we're in talks with potentially retrofitting um, the, the, the arena. Metro- yeah. Um, and I also think that like right now, like if they're getting ready to build an arena, like, there was a recent like lawsuit over leaving town with an arena. So I don't know if the Coyotes would necessarily want to go about that. Um, it's a different sport, different situation, but yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't feel like the Coyotes were making moves that would make relocation this upcoming year make sense. And I don't see them doing it like three years from now. That just feels weird. Yeah, and let's 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 also address this, Carl. And you mentioned this before we went um, over um, over on, on recording. Is this is the same source that talked about the Coyotes moving to uh, the Pacific Northwest uh, only what six years ago? Uh, eight years ago now. Um, yeah, it was pointed out that Mike Azarian also on June 28th, 2013, wrote an article for Forbes, Coyotes will likely move to Seattle if Glendale votes down arena deal. Um, which, when you're referring to the Phoenix Coyotes, it's still like crazy. Uh, I believe that was like RSE, so I believe that the city ultimately approved that deal. Uh, I would need to go back and check the particulars because there's been so many city council arguments over arena deals in the past. I cannot keep track of all of them, but yeah, Forbes is not a good source for, for coyotes relocation news because I think they treat it more as like a clickbaity headline. 
Um, mm -hmm. Which, in general, is how I feel like a lot of national outlets treat the Coyotes. They're not like if you're a Coyotes fan, if you live in Arizona, if you know anything about the franchise, like the national reporting is not for you. The national reporting is for people in Quebec and Houston to comment about how they should move there to their respective cities uh, or for, you know, national journalists to be like, here we go again with the coyotes rumors. Like I, I have never felt like a national source cares about the Arizona perspective because they, they treat us as small. It's a smaller market team. Like their, their readership is not us. It's, it's other people. Uh, also, I just saw another tweet from uh, Craig Morgan. I, I, want, I want to read it because it's pretty funny about, um, you know, just, just in general, city names and stuff like that. He's like, like, we've heard Hamilton, Winnipeg, Quebec, Kansas City, Seattle, Las Vegas, Houston. Goes, the list goes on and on. Nobody's ever talked about Portland, the one place that almost happened. Yeah. He's like, like how come no one talked about Portland? Personally, I'd be down for San Diego. Back to your regularly, regularly scheduled day. And, and honestly, like Portland, it seems like a really good market for an NHL franchise. They have a WHL team, the Portland uh, like, Rocks. Yeah, like I, I think like you're gonna get that same kind of like Pacific Northwest, where where we're getting like a very unique Seattle version. Uh, I think Portland would be a good market. Houston, I don't know, like. It just seems like they they're going with a big city. Um, uh, I also kind of wonder like there's a lot going on in the NHL right now, uh, just in terms of various scandals, uh, and I really think that they just want to look like things are going well. They don't want teams to relocate. You just had two expansion drafts. You do not want to have a relocation in there because it makes you look like ridiculous. Yeah, and exactly. if there's one thing the NHL could really use right now, it's just a couple of seasons where they don't look ridiculous. Yeah, and that's and, and that's that's the hope. Obviously, have they been able to do that in the last couple of years? Yeah, eh, that's a little up in the air, but. Yeah. And I do just, again, want to say, like, I, I think the Coyotes are in a situation right now where if things go, like, horribly wrong, they could relocate because any team could relocate. Like, even an original six team, if things went horribly wrong, they could relocate. And the Coyotes are just at a very precarious moment in their franchise history. So I don't want to say definitively, like, it's never going to happen, but I think a lot would have to go wrong for it to happen. I mean, let's put it this way: in sport, and there are um, teams in which have you know historical names to them, whatever, um, across any sport that have gotten close to moving. Um, and I'll point no further than uh, like the San Francisco Giants, for example. You know, they I think what they moved to California in like the fifties, right? Yeah, I think it was like the late nineties, early two thousands, something like that. They're like, it's like, oh, we might move to Tampa. <laughs> I like, mean, like, yeah. How many times have, like, the Pittsburgh Penguins, like, seemed like they could be, like, on the move? Uh, go back and look at the old Chicago Blackhawks attendance numbers in, like, the 90s and early aughts. And, and do you really think that they weren't, like, kind of talking, like, 
hey, do we need to like maybe change markets, go someplace else? Um, like, honestly, at this point, I think the only franchises that aren't in any danger of at any time is like the New York Rangers. I don't think are ever going to move unless the dynamics of New York City like vastly change. Uh, and at this point, I'd say probably the Toronto Maple Leafs, just because they make so much money. Like, yeah, they're they're just raking in the dough. But like anyone else, like I, I know it's it's unlikely for all of the teams, but like relocating a franchise is not impossible. The Coyotes just are constantly the ones being rumored for it. I don't know why people aren't talking about the Ottawa Senators possibly being relocated when they've they been talking about like, for how long like there's been rumors about them for the last um i think ever since the whole um uh was it? yeah the, that that weird interview with mark boriecki if you remember that oh yeah yeah that was that was really weird um yeah. it, it's kind of funny how like bad some people are at their job of, of public relations when talking about arena <laughs> situations, because you, it's a really difficult thing. You can't overplay your hand. Uh, I remember the Edmonton Oilers that once tried to float that they may relocate if they don't get in a new arena. Calgary like, flames did the same thing. Yeah. And they've already relocated. They were the Atlanta flames. We so. talked about this earlier this week. Yeah. So, so yeah, Coyotes fans are used to it. And I don't think anyone was, too too surprised to hear just a random relocation rumor that is quickly shut down with no substantial proof of it like like we have the anonymous word of a banker um which i guess they they would be involved in the selling of a franchise but i mean they wouldn't be leaking that story no absolutely not but that's all we can comment on right now um if there are any more to the rumor we can maybe comment on it, but like again, there's 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 so little ground to it that we can't really say much besides just give our thoughts and and just kind of tell you that that the uh, you know the whole stuff around relocating in general. Um, that's just you know what we can do for you right now. But we still got more to get to on this show. Um, we got some uh, other Coyotes news, some roster news. Plus, uh, we're gonna take a look ahead. We got the Vegas Golden Knights coming up later this week, so we'll talk about that as well. Before we get to that, though, I want to let you guys know that no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long way or long term proposing proposition a losing proposition because you never know who you're up against and what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup winner take all. And here's the crazy part Stat Hero lets you. Sh- show uh, their lineups before you play and handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has stat hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they are daring you to beat them. Stat Hero is head to head in what daily fantasy should be one on one. So go ahead and go to stathero.com 
Sign up for free. Um, once again, at stathero.com slash hockey. And use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use the promo code hockey. Once again, for a 100% um, match. Stathero.com slash hockey. Promo code hockey. Terminations and conditions apply. Okay. So now let's go to some roster news, Carl. We talked about the relocation rumors, and I think it's already made me a little tired because, you know, that's like a day, that's a whole day's thing right there. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about the um, roster news. Hudson Fashing has been reassigned to Tucson Roadrunners. And you're muted. Fashing has been uh, playing. He's got seven games so far since November 16th. Uh, honestly, it's not the biggest surprise uh, with Andrew Ladd and Johan Larson returning from COVID protocol. I kind of felt like this move was going to be happening soon. Yeah, we all knew it was going to be happening soon, especially since um, like Fashing was kind of like he was he was moderately used, obviously because they needed him. Yeah, but like his place on the like on the lines like he kind of he didn't really have an actual fit in any of the lines he kind of just was there yeah uh let me put it this way uh in his last game against the minnesota wild he played 10 minutes and 50 seconds that is his most time on ice so far this season uh lowest was his first game uh, against the Blues when he played five minutes and 44 seconds. Uh, kind of just averages around that. Um, he has yet to record a, a point this season. Um, I guess kind of maybe the best thing you could say about him is he has only been a minus once, and he is currently a minus one. Uh, he's yet to be on the ice for a goal, though, so he's not a plus either. So... I mean, he did okay for an AHL call-up, but not exactly someone who you would see sticking around just yet. That that could always change. And now, and one of the other thing I'll mention too is um, he's one of those players that is best served in Tucson. Yeah. In Tucson, it benefits most from having him down there. So it's a two-way street there. Yeah, uh, I, I can imagine he brings a lot to the Roadrunners. Doesn't necessarily bring that same, you know, thing to the Coyotes, which is just kind of, you know, where we're at. Um, he's 26, so I do kind of wonder if that's just kind of, you know, it's a little bit late in the career. Is is he ever going to be like a full time NHLer at this point? No, he's going to be no. like one of those guys. Um, I'm trying to think, because like there are some like pro hockey players that are notorious for being AHL hockey veterans. Yeah. Um, and like, and there's no shame in that. Obviously you're not making the big bucks down there, yeah. but like you're doing a huge amount of work down there in helping the, the, the young kids, the future of franchises develop. And that's a big, that's a, that's a nice thing. That, that's a, that's a nice kind of gig to have, to be honest. Uh, honestly, like a player who always fit that mold for me was uh, Bo Bennett uh, last yeah. season. Um, 
And and I don't want to take away from from anyone. If you are able to make it as a professional hockey player in the AHL, congrats! You are one of the best hockey players in the world. Mm-hmm. Still, um, like just because you can't take that next step, I I I don't care who you are. You have still accomplished more in your career than most people will ever do. You are at a very high level, um, and I know a lot of like these guys they get there by being very competitive and it sucks to be like, yeah, you're never going to be a full time or you're just going to be maybe like a call up, a go between. Um, and that, that can be hard, but if it's, if you're doing what you love, you're making decent money at it. Hey, that's good. Yeah. One thing I'll mention too is a player that was kind of supposed to be that was Craig Cunningham. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, although I, I don't know. Like he, he just kind of he went down a little bit early. So I think we, we, we. Well, remember, he played like, um, like when he played for the Bruins, he was in Providence for such a long time, and then. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So. It and like, that's that's another thing. Like, if you are an AHL guy, going and you love hockey there's a good chance you can see it like better than most people you go into like front office stuff, uh, go into coaching. Like, I don't think that many of the league's best coaches were the best players because and like, if you see, we, some of the best players make terrible coaches. Yeah. That, that was kind of the problem with, uh, with Gretzky. He wanted people to play his way. Um, but like, if you're, like used to being like a third line guy, you understand the game in a, in a different way. And you understand like, Hey, these are like the systems more so than like the individual effort. So yeah. Uh, Hudson's going down. I, I think we're probably going to see him again this year, just because I we'll imagine see him again. We'll see him. Again. There's going to be call-ups. I mean, you'll see him again. Uh, oh, I, I'll Rose. definitely see him again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure I will see him again in a Coyotes uniform. Um, but yeah, I think I, I don't know if like at this point it doesn't seem like he's going to you know, break through. Absolutely. Um but I think that's all we can talk about for Hudson Fashing. Um but again he get him getting sent down the Tucson Roadrunners. The Tucson Roadrunners are on the road uh this weekend, I believe. They will be facing. Let me just go ahead and bring the uh the list up here, the uh, Colorado Eagles this uh, this weekend, Friday, t- so uh, tomorrow and Saturday. That should uh, be a fun matchup, and definitely one that I imagine they're going to want him there for. So he's going to be what taking a flight to to Colorado because well, maybe the drive. I don't know when they they leave for for games. No idea when they leave. They'll probably they'll probably take a a short charter flight. Yeah, honestly, like again, it's one of the good things about having an AHL franchise in Arizona as opposed to having to like send him back to Springfield, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. or Portland, Maine. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice that's the nice thing about having, and that's why all the teams did it. That's why I think right right before the Roadrunners came in, that's when. Uh, what San Jose, Los Angeles, and Anaheim all bought teams and brought over um, Manchester. The Manchester Monarchs became the Ontario Reign. 
and then the inner team um the goals became the goals and then the the washer sharks became the san jose barracuda yeah it looks like the rain were 2015-2016 season uh 2015-2016 yeah it was kind of like that around that time franchises were like hey we i know we're in the west coast but this is making it very difficult for us to properly manage our players let's expand the ahl in a way that i think it's working out pretty well i don't think anyone has complaints about the california ahl teams it has worked out pretty well. The only thing that they need to do is expand the number of games that's played in the Pacific Division. Because only what sixty-eight versus or six, not even like like sixty-four or something like that versus seventy-six for the rest of the AHL. Like why travel? But still, yeah. you got all the teams now so much closer together. You have yeah. Henderson now in there too. And next yeah, year you're I- gonna have you next year you're gonna have uh, Palm Springs. Maybe maybe next year they will. I know travel was always the reason they, they gave for the Pacific having fewer games, but like you said, getting more franchises out well, there. The Paci- so. Actually, the Pacific Division, I think they are doing their playoff style, their little mini playoffs again this year. Mm. <sighs> I just love the AHL sometimes. I know, right? <laughs> they just do some of the weirdest things. Yeah. It's not as weird as some of the like promo games for the ECHL, but still some weird stuff. Absolutely. All right, but we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. It's time to take a little look ahead. The Vegas Golden Knights is next up on the Arizona Coyotes radar. We'll have a little mini preview of that ahead of tomorrow's pregame show, so be sure to stick around on today's episode in just a sec. But first, a quick word from our ads. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard... It needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating their beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned for the best feel in beard products available. This is due to an exotic carrier blend of oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. And the combo kits that they have make great holiday gifts. If you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you have it. Um, So most companies, especially beard companies and other kind of personal grooming, only focus on fragrance first. And that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin. Primal took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure that the product feels great and still smells fantastic. Um, We know that every company claims to be the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in their beard in the beard area to other companies you've used. We promise that you'll see and feel the difference. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. PrimalOriginsOils.com. And one more thing for you guys. BetOnline has you covered 
All season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march, the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all your favorite, all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so now let's finish things off, Carl, very briefly here, um, as we discuss the... Uh, what's coming up for the Arizona Coyotes? They got the Vegas Golden Knights on Friday. Uh, we're going to have a full in-depth preview for that tomorrow for the pregame show. But let's let's, let's, let's go briefly into this. See what we can do. This is the first time these two teams are going to face each other. Uh, for this, so uh, I just just per- cursory look the. Golden Knights have lost their last two games, uh, dropping games to the Anaheim Ducks and Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. So, well, the Ducks are surprisingly I, a good team this year. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah. Uh, and it was a six-five loss. So, to me, that says that like they didn't just have like a rough night. The the Ducks did something good there. Uh, we need to look into a more three-two loss to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so it's not like they've been getting blown out lately. Um, they're a better team than the Coyotes. They've been a better team than the Coyotes for the entirety of their existence. Um, so I don't think the Coyotes have a great chance to be honest, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm curious cause this is, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of, like any, any, you know, this. Uh, geographic rivalries. Yes. Um, you also just hate the Golden Knights, uh, which this is... is <laughs> this is like, also very true. I think it's less of that and more just you're like, oh, I don't want the Golden Knights to win. It helps that the that the Golden Knights are the geographic rival of the Arizona Coyotes, so I, so sure. I still am allowed to hate them. You're allowed to hate them for whatever reason you want. I'm fine with it. Trust me, I hate the the Colorado Avalanche. And if you ask me to explain it, I can't. I just don't like them. Um, Hockey rivalries. You could just don't ask to explain why you hate them. You just do. Yeah, it's either like you have like a hundred years of tradition of hating them, or you're just like, no, I don't like them, and I'm allowed to not like them. And that's mm-hmm. kind of. Like, as long as you don't, like, harass people or, or like, fight in the stands, like, it's a, you're allowed to just hate another team. No. It makes things more interesting. I mean, I have a friend who's a Vegas Golden Knights fan. I have a friend who's a Los Angeles Dodgers fan in baseball. I've got friends who are rivals of, like, of all my teams. Do I, you know, talk crap to them? Occasionally, but out of fun. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Um... But but I interrupted you. What were you saying, like about this one and, and the but and yes, geographical I, rivalry? But I'm a fan of geographic rivalries and the battle. And this is the first time the two desert teams are facing you know, of this season. And uh, you know, I just want to see if there can be anything out of it because 
we're, ta- we're talking about the Coyotes being a competitive team. Can we see this again this time? Yeah. Um, and I do think I mentioned previously that the Golden Knights have always been a better team than the Coyotes. This is a different Coyotes team. I think we've seen that pretty definitively. This is a heavier Coyotes team. Uh, and the Golden Knights, I feel like they're, they're somewhat weak now. Um, not physically, but just like as a team, like they can be exploited. They're dealing with some injuries. Um, they just traded for a star center who's not going to be playing anytime soon. Not until after um, the trade deadline. Yeah. But I do think that like Vegas was always like more physically imposing on the Coyotes. And I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that this, this game. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how this version of the Coyotes matches up against the, the Golden Knights. It will be interesting, and I think because remember the previous golden like the previous iterations of the of these games always was the Golden Knights beating up on the Coyotes and like physically actually physically um, yeah. speaking like you had you had players getting injured left and right. This can be a case where this where like you said because they're heavier. This is a more physical team. They might return the favor. <laughs> yeah, um, we. I don't think it was necessarily as bad as like the Minnesota wild who seemed to just beat up on the coyotes, like to a greater extent. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like the golden Knights were physically imposing. And I, I wonder if like, let's say like Liam O'Brien is getting like, just laugh at that and be like, what do you think you're doing? You're not going to pull this, the, that off with this team anymore. Um, they're going to have to beat him with skill, which they can still do. So, like, I'm not going to feel bad for the Golden Knights ever. Um, but, but yeah, this it'll at least be, like, kind of a fun game to watch. It will be a fun game to watch. And to our uh, f- uh, fans and listeners across the nation, this one is on ESPN+. Ooh, fancy. Uh, I... What do you think of the the Coyotes getting a lot more ESPN Plus games? I don't mind it. it makes it easier for me to watch. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like the ESPN Plus layout a lot more than Valley Sports Arizona. Um, yes. Valley Sports is way too crowded. Uh, they are constantly showing like the score recaps for other games, and my eyes are just naturally attracted to movement, which is important in hockey because you're trying to keep track of a very tiny puck. Uh, and they also will do like a Carl's Jr. or Jack in the Box ad during a power play. So I cannot see how much time is left on the power play. I just don't like it. I think ESPN is a much cleaner look. Uh, it seems to be easier for everyone to watch the game. So yeah, it's great that people get to see the tanking Coyotes team this year. And we'll get to be able to get to hear the great Ray Ferraro. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe in a couple of years when the Coyotes are good, they're still getting those ESPN Plus games. They'll be fine. Or more, more of the uh, actual ESPN games or the TNT games. Yeah, true, true. ESPN versus TNT, that's going to be... Who'd have thought that would be like the hockey discussion of which is the better broadcast? Uh to me, does it does it matter? No, because they're both putting out a better product than NBC. Agreed, agreed, and it's like a, a readily available product. Um, I think that like 
everyone could really access ESPN Plus pretty easily um, compared Plus, to – Like if you don't have ESPN Plus because like if you're an ESPN Plus subscriber, you, you get out of market. If you're a, just a regular Hulu subscriber, you can still watch the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a good thing. Um, yeah, a lot, hopefully a lot more people are getting exposed to hockey. It's great to yeah. see. It is it is great to see. So I absolutely love to see it. Um, but that's going to be it for today's episode. We'll have a full preview of tomorrow's uh, Arizona Coyotes versus Vegas Golden Knights game um, um, coming up tomorrow morning. So be sure to uh, stick around, subscribe if you have to already to know when that drops. Um, but once again, that is it for us today. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment. Um, once again, once again, we are available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Also on social media, on Facebook at facebook.com slash lockdown coyotes, on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano. It's Robin with the Y underscore L E A N O. Paul Pavlik, Paul Pavlik, FFH. Once again, don't forget to interact. Um, feel free to interact with us. Ask questions you might have. We might answer them right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe up there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>